Hello, and welcome to the 3D Meetup podcast. For this episode of the podcast, we went out to Athlone to talk to Geoffrey Allen, the co-founder of Mercus Technologies. Mercus is an Irish animation studio that specializes in creating immersive virtual reality environments for business. While the team started out working in 2D, they saw the potential in creating immersive VR content for training and business. They've worked with global brands like Ericsson, Siemens, and Deloitte. Joffrey has been in the digital media business for nearly 30 years. He's seen firsthand how digital innovation has changed the printing business, and with Mercus, he's readying for an equally disruptive paradigm shift with VR and AR. We talked to Joffrey about how he got into the business, the challenges facing his industry now, and where he sees the future of this digital landscape. If I'm honest, I've always been dubious about the promises of VR and AR, but after talking to Joffrey, I'm optimistic and excited to see what the future holds. I hope you enjoy listening to us, and I'll see you on the other side. Mercus Technologies in Athlone with Jeffrey Allen. Jeffrey, do you want to introduce yourself? Maybe let us know how you got into this space. Okay, hi you guys. Uh, Jeffrey Allen here, Mercus Technologies, former 3MS, former Making Media Mobile. It's a long story that, but uh, we are an animation studio focused on producing animations for industry, as opposed to entertainment or education. So uh, our core offering is to with the rise of animation in terms of media as a language of mobile devices, that's where we started. So we sit down with customers and see what their requirements are, see what data they have and see how animation can become solutions to part of their issues going forward and stuff like that. Okay. So, so what about you, Geoffrey? How did you get into this uh, space? Oh. Well, I guess myself personally, it's a long, long story. I'm a bit of a dinosaur in digital media. I started back in the 1980s. My first program was a program called Adobe Illustrator, 88, no less for the year. And uh, my background is graphic design, but I always had a, a soft spot for animation. In fact, I remember as a going to boarding school, and people getting a ribbon, me over still reading comics when I was 13 or 14. <laughs> so uh, animation was always, uh, I was a Disney fanatic. I guess yeah. we grew up in that era. There was one channel on TV back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, it grew from there. I was always aware of typography. Yeah. Which is where I, my career ended up. And because after I did not a great leaving cert, to be honest with you. I came to the local, what was then the regional college in Athlone. It's okay. now the AIT. Yeah. So from from there, I did a, a search in graphic communication. And I wangled my way into the National College of Art and Design, where I studied visual communication, which was great fun, to be yeah. fair. And uh, towards the end, it wasn't a ha- very happy economy back then in the 1980s and early 90s so I got a Morrison visa which was very exciting and I headed off to America on an adventure which went on for 10 years so uh, after initially wandering around a bit I got back to the graphics and I had trained in traditional magazine and newspaper sure yeah uh, 
assembly and production and uh, went into New York. Mm-hmm. We're talking 1994, uh, as I always describe, two weeks before the internet arrived. <laughs> so we had been working on, on Macintoshes. Yeah. When Macintosh located in Ireland in the mid-80s, they gave every college three computers. So they were sitting getting dust in Athlone and I sat down on them. And as I would say, they say, if you put a monkey on a keyboard long enough, you <laughs> type out something. So that was me. Yeah. And then when I went to National Art College, they had the three computers, but only seniors were allowed on them. So uh, I was living in Pimlico in the Coombe yeah. and I bought a Macintosh LC, which was my first Mac I had purchased. And uh, I just started getting into spending hours and hours. Hmm. Like I'm sure... The audience probably knows what 16, 18 hours a day on a computer screen yeah. is. And it's just so engrossing. Mm-hmm. Now, let me assure you that computers of the early 90s were a different beast than what's <laughs> going around today. But uh, yeah, at the time, that's all we knew. Yeah. And I grew up just pounding keys and solving solutions. So when I went to New York, it was a nascent industry and I worked, it was a wonderful world I entered. It was a world of big dark rooms. Yeah. And these old uh, Jewish and Armenian typesetters and real old school. And an industry that's dead now because mm. we disrupted it. Yeah. And we moved in and pushed it out. I used to, I was freelance for all my time in New York. I specialized in postscript. Mm-hmm. and postscript errors yeah. for outputting separations to Linotronics, which makes the color CMYK yeah. take advantage of that. Because it's all about uh, the amount of work you can get through. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, can we talk about that then? So you were over and you, you came back. Um, and what, when, what made you start or what made you uh, decide to set up a, a media company like this? Well, uh, uh, to be honest about it, I'm working on a theory of that's 21 years in in the going, which is around what is soon to be digital twin. So uh, in the 1990s, I had this concept of we, we'll put you in the game, you know, put yeah. you in, into computer games, like kind of like Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know if yeah, you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's cool. But uh, we we I've always been working on that theory and came home to the family business which was construction related that didn't work out needless Mm -hmm. to say so I went back and got back into the digital media Mm -hmm. and uh, where I met my the partner who we set up the firm with and though the commercial motive was a one-stop shop for digital websites sure yeah a bit of everything (laughs) yeah 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 it's funny uh 2013 we set up Mm -hmm. and we were all about the responsive website and the first six months, we cold called about 700 companies, uh, primarily in Dublin, most of them in Dublin. Yeah. Uh, off, and we were there like, look at this responsive website. It's brilliant. And yeah. uh, we did 50 websites yeah. on spec for nothing. And everyone says, Asher, who used them phones anyway? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. so we got out of that business as quick as we could. Now, we stuck at that as just... A, a, a revenue stream and yeah. and we were all the time working up on 2d explainer videos mm-hmm. where we'd animate it and uh, 
Animation is a lot more expensive than live action videos, mm -hmm. but we did live action videos as well, very successfully, because we started actually using Samsung Galaxy S4s, yeah. and we got some great videos done by them. But people don't like paying you if you're walking through the door and making a video on a mobile, mobile phone. phone yeah. So, uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, uh, expectations is huge. Yeah. And uh, so we we prevailed at all the above because it says animation is, I put it down, as double the cost of live action. Yeah. And we're talking production in a large brushstroke. And uh, we then... Through Dermis, just inquisitiveness started developing around Unity for animation. Sure. So we were setting up actual uh, environments and then running virtual cameras through it to produce the footage. So that led, to, led us to where we are today, which was there was a progression from going from 2D linear mm -hmm. to uh, 360 videos. Mm. And then it went up to immersive then more went to interactive so that's where we are now and the next the next tier is we're developing multi-user leading all towards digital twin official digital twin which is that they're act, interacting with live data coming straight off the so servers could you talk like to me um i'm not sure if everyone would know what kind of digital twin would be or who the kind of client would be or how it would work well the digital twin as i say it stemmed from uh, industrial auto industry in Michigan in the early 2000s but the concept is you reflect the real world and the virtual sure. so what you have is these physics engines which we call gaming engines now Unity and Unreal mm -hmm. are low cost versions but uh, there's huge big simulation packages available like if you run a supercomputer and you want to do thermal dynamics or, or yeah, fluid, fluid dynamics, dynamics yeah. for for weather systems and stuff like yeah. that or or wind tunnels yeah there, there's no end but now due to the advances in technology we can download these programs for free yeah. which again is mind-numbing yeah for us because we are uh very much today we get off the shelf software software for example i bought maya mm, yeah from alias wavefront in uh, when it came out it was four cds it was seven thousand dollars you know and uh, again the computer screen i bought to, to work on that was three and a half thousand dollars which yeah. was a 22 inch apple cinema display so like the economies in technology and the advances have really driven those prices to the floor. Yeah. You know? Like I, I'd, I'd set up a pretty reasonable workstation for about $1,200 now or yours. Yeah. So, uh, and it's capitalizing on this, is allowing that tech permeate into the users. Like, as I say, I have a couple of guys I hired out of college. They had reasonably powerful notebooks, but when they come in here and sit on a, Two thousand dollar machine is like yeah. wow. Yeah, you know? it's a big step up. Yeah, yeah, and, and and again, as I said, the efficiencies with the technology really speeds yeah. it up. And you've really seen that then, because you've been in uh, this game for a while. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't. It's it, it, the parallels are just looking for analogies. Is uh, there isn't any? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know, and this was in the nineties. Bill Gates was talking about computing. If, if the automotive had done what computing did, and this was. 20 years ago, 
we'd be driving the speed of light. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, so uh, yeah, and, and it is stuff like we take for granted now cloud computing. Mm. We, uh, I find Google amazing. I wish yeah. they were the government, whether they believe it or not. <laughs> Careful now, with <laughs> yeah. well, well, what I mean by that is I know I, I use their tech support. Yeah. They sort things out there. Yeah, yeah. And then they call you two days later going, is that cool? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, 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 and uh, it's a good model. Yeah. In terms of technology, I actually, government always lacks behind industry. Yeah, It's yeah. just the way it That's is. But I do fault governments globally mm. for letting the tech giants grow as big as they is. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's money in coffers that should be in, in yeah. refocused in different areas and yeah. in social problems and stuff yeah. like that. And I will technology s- solve all the problems of the world? It might if it was let. Yeah, and, yeah. and now there's a lot of suspicion. I don't know if you're into quantum computing and next yeah, yeah, generation. Yeah, the D-wave and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, again, those, that's going to like realign encryption yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Well, can we stay, um, just stay within the, the, the scope uh, of what we were talking about? Like you're talking about the future of kind of general computing. Where do you see the future of like your industry or our industry going? <laughs> I was asked that talking to a, a, a class of TY students last week and I challenge anybody who looked past five years even the top thought leaders and mm. I, I know a few but uh, ultimately you're going to have parallel universes and worlds right. second world and stuff like that that's inevitable in fact sure. I always say what we're doing is we're building cities in cyberspace we're yeah. going in and that's what we effectively do we build get a, a, a company or client and we're mirroring what they are. Now, as I say, that's digital twin, but I call it a media light version. Mm-hmm. So we want to reflect what happens in their world here. Mm-hmm. Our example is our, our, our first customer, Camfil, they do air filtration. Mm-hmm. It's not a sexy subject. It is something that their clients, they were handing out brochures or trade shows sure. and they used to spend a lot of money on brochures they actually used to go to the bins and pull them out kind of yeah. you know because people just yeah. throw away and these were nine pound brochures yeah not quite that sure but i know they were sensitive about yeah their, their precious brochures well, sense. Yeah, and yeah. collateral is getting expensive yeah and let's, let's face it unless it's a kick-ass brochure nobody really keeps it or, yeah. or, or treasures it anymore and in fact Society in, in general has gone to digital and is a very consumer throwaway society. Yeah. And for a, the, the kind of stuff we do, I know with our augmented reality apps and stuff we do, we, we send them out as APKs over attached to an email. So if you want okay. 200,000, just press the button, yeah, you know, because yeah. so that, that's the power you, of digital. So you've replaced that paper model then and, and it's much cheaper because you have one and you can just duplicate it as many times as you want. Absolutely. And it, it becomes even more powerful, the centralized messages for a corporate across their global networks mm-hmm. and stuff like this. So, And it is the people, unless you were making up 16 page color brochures back yeah. in the 1990s and 80s, you, you don't, that's the power of media. Like that's is where it stemmed from now. Gutenberg will attribute it to him, forget about the Chinese, you know, so, so, and that's information. And, and where we are now, I believe, 
we're not in the information age, we're in the data age. Okay. Because nobody builds information centers, yeah. they're building data centers. What they are doing is they're, they're collecting all this information. Yeah. Mind numbing when you think of how much. Uh, yeah, how much. I was in, I've been down in Dell EMC, are changing out all the spinning hard drives into solid state drives for all the data centers. They build uh, server racks. Yeah. For, for these and they're storing all this data and the fact of the matter is there's so much of it yeah humans can't use it yeah unless yeah. it's visualized and that's where yeah. we come in so you're kind of drawing a parallel then between where you were at the end of the print age you know you were kind of looking at it from going from analog into digital and you were saying like you went in there and, and you replaced all these guys yeah. so you're kind of saying that this is sort of the same now that print is kind of being replaced by these kind of brochures are being replaced by this sort it of... It is. People, people... I mean, in the discussion with Christoph Muller when he was CEO of Aer Lingus, we had to do an interview with him in our video days. And he just says, at that time, he says, it was at least five years ago, he said, anyone under 25 won't consume media, you know, yeah. unless the image is bang, bang, bang. And it's yeah. the instant world we live in, you know. Yeah. The expectations... For John Q public are up here because yeah. they want to they, everything is wanted now. Yeah. And and you can <laughs> I always say technology and more specifically uh, further along the road, AI and all this uh, you either embrace it or you run to the hills and hide in a bunker. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and nobody's yet stemmed that tide, like yeah. you go back to the Luddites and whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and it it it's funny because <laughs> I grew up in an Ireland of one TV channel. I remember RT2 coming online. We were yeah. in school that day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> when you see how it's proliferated media. Yeah. And I did a talk last week in Cork to a reasonably high-end audience of 500 people. Mm -hmm. And going forward from 2019, the next 25 years. Yeah is going to be on human-centered computing. And, you think and so? Yeah. yeah, I have little doubt in it. You so know? It'll, it'll just become normalized then? And, yeah. yeah, you know, and, and we all look at CSI and uh, Minority Reports is the classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's absolute rubbish at the moment. You yeah. see a lot of these tech companies pushing hardware and stuff that's fantasy. Yeah. They're doing this in the post-production on the videos yeah, and, and setting expectations through the roof. Yeah. And then when people go and actually see not only what's capable yeah. from a as i say the education system has missed the bus yeah they're not producing operators and yeah. move and when i actually see what went into a website which is pretty much static data and then animation which is dynamic yeah and then when you combine the two and start putting interactions into a scene the permutations just yeah, so you're you're looking ahead a couple of years when this like the hardware kind of catches up with the capabilities. I say now, and <laughs> I even say it to some of my crew here, be going like, "Oh yeah, uh, let's get under." There's no rush. Mm. The hardware isn't here. The best augmented headset in the world is the Hololens. Yeah, and it's four years old from Microsoft. The next generation is due. Nobody knows hardware and software like Microsoft. Yeah. And they're very much low about it. Mm. There's other players in the market are going like, look at me, we've got this great stuff. But again, there's one or two that specifically know, but they are not really uh, on their game in terms of content. Because yeah. the content matters. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you're selling, right? 
Well, it's not what I'm selling. It's just what people need. Like think yeah. think of the autobahns in Germany or the Eisenhower's motorway system in interstate system in America without cars. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Like Gates and and Larry Ellison and all these guys have only built the roads. Yeah. And Microsoft are not interested in content. They yeah. do not. If you go up, if you go up and say we love the the Hololens, we want. A pro- this project done they'll send you down to people who are not even on top of it they send you to actually IT providers yeah fellas who know back end yeah. you know yeah. and because our position in the market is because we came from visual artists mm. and it has to look good the aesthetic is number one in a VR and AR in terms of interfacing and stuff like mm-hmm. that so so if it doesn't look good the decision maker within the organization you're saying to go oh that's not worth damn and throw it away and set the industry back and again i i've said and i go on record here as saying this is an industry industrial animation is an industry ireland can own because look at the the wonderful industry in the entertainment focus you turn on Disney Channel and you go, Irish, Irish, Irish. We, we produce all Doc McStuffins and yeah. Octonauts and stuff yeah. like that. So why can't we see that the decision makers within the government and education, that this is an opportunity? Yeah. And when, as I say, I've been on about this quite a while, yeah. but when I go and speak in, in China or in Spain or what that, everyone goes like, yeah, yeah, that's it come on over here and I'm going like I really really want this to be Irish you know mm. and 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 even even though uh, the economy is high now there's still a lot of people the people who create this are outliers mm. they're not driven and by what the average 600 point student yeah. kid is in, yeah. in the intrasearch or the even sort of whatever. Yeah. and so at the end of the day this is an opportunity to get those people feel valued, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and again, it, it's something that can be remote, nomadic. I love where I spend my years tied to computer. Now you can do it in a laptop in the Bahamas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're, and there's a huge nomadic uh, working environment with hot desks and co-working space yeah. across Europe. And there's people. But even like, not quite the Bahamas, but we were talking downstairs about getting people out to Athlone, like because of the difference. Hey, between... we're busy here. Yeah. You're yeah. out at Athlone. Yeah. Bullens low and easy. <laughs> no, uh, I, part of my own and, and Dharma's vision is that, that people can move to where there's a more sed- sedate lifestyle. And, sure. and that matters. Yeah. It's nice to party in your twenties and thirties and mm. then, the body deteriorates you know <laughs> but uh and, and but even economically the yeah. cost of living in and there's wonderful places in ireland and yeah the weather sucks but it's nice mm-hmm. uh, the lifestyle is wonderful yeah like i lived in new york for 10 years i go back there there's mm-hmm. no way i see my friends caught in an hour and a half commute each way every day and i'm going uh-uh, you know yeah. and and it, it's about as i say from here now, I'm 10 minutes. The school is five minutes. And, yeah. and, and that's quality time with your family, which yeah, yeah. is important, you know, not, yeah. not to be tied to a bad mortgage in a place in town where there's a, a shotgun builder threw up a shack, you know, yeah. like there's, there's, you go down to Kilchimah or Carzavine yeah. and uh, you get far more bang for your buck. And if 
subject to bandwidth, uh, or broadband. Yeah. The if you can work from there yeah. with the people, my colleagues here. Yeah. Once I know their capabilities, yeah. I don't really care. Like, yeah. but you you won't develop that relationship on a bad Skype connection to Manila. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I get phone calls here. We well, definitely monthly. Yeah. Not bi-weekly from Indians and 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 Philippine operations wanting to partner. Yeah. They won't compete with the Irish in terms of aesthetic. Because yeah. we have a different aesthetic yeah. values and, and even even Eastern Europe, well, Far Eastern when you're into the Cyrillic alphabet and stuff like that. And communication in the creative space sometimes is hard enough to get this across think, the desk to yeah, someone. Yeah, else. I think That's it's so it. important mm. to have someone sitting beside you and you can you can point at a screen and, and you can convey a sort of a feeling of, of a of an aesthetic. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you just can't do that over Skype. Uh, Telecommunications now are brilliant compared yeah. to what they are, and there's a lot of collaborative tools. In fact, only today I was working with a, a colleague and on a project, mm-hmm. and we were literally sitting on a Google Doc, and he was there typing, and I was checking the spellings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so there, there is, but, but you need to have that relationship. That's not a relationship you can form. Uh, telescopically yeah, 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 yeah. So it has to be yeah. it has to be it's based on existing yeah. relationships but you can the collaborative network is is, a, is amazing like i was only last week in in spain talking to a bunch of guys that are building the next generation in, of internet and they don't have a head office they work from around the globe there's two administrators in san francisco yeah, that, yeah. You know. so um just talking about the future things or whatever uh, before we finish up what what would in an ideal world what would you like to see the kind of the 3d industry in ireland become over the next few years maybe say five years or six years well i'd like to see a more cohesive strategy built by all the stakeholders right that's us budding young studios mm. that's working with government agencies mm. working with uh the education sector which thankfully we've already been nurturing great relationships but they're very much clandestine relationships with with existing personal network and there's some good colleges that are ahead and doc it is is they do wonderful things they're branching out their gaming beyond gaming Mm. because gaming as, as as we know is it's a funny old business model it's very very uh, capital intensive and risk high risk yeah you know the, the jobs we work on and are piloting will become snowball into big big behemoth projects eventually yeah. Yeah. as the industry grows so i'd like to see uh immersive technology becoming even on the curriculum i i speak at likes down jacobs engineering their consultant engineers to the mm. big big companies and I'm telling them every organization needs real-time renderings. When I speak about uh, the use, that uh, people often come up to me and say, oh, Johnny or Mary is leaving college. What do you think are mm-hmm. going to go sure. to college? What do you say? I, I say the three use, which is user interface, yeah. user experience, and unity. <laughs> you can throw in Unreal if you want, uh, but uh, that that's... If you learn any of those, and there's nobody light years ahead. In fact, a I, I, young girl, she works with us here, and uh, she wasn't full of confidence. Mm. But it turned out that her, her college lecture had been 
a bit severe on her right. because uh, she 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 wasn't top of the class. And I said, "How dare he?" Because she's in the business as long as he is. He was just a chapter ahead in the book, and yeah. and he undermined her self confidence, and yet she did a two one in gaming. So she's out there now, and and typically how we let people come into our organization and see where their strengths are, yeah, and then focus them. But uh, there's a whole big bright future in this industry, and I think it is great to see a national strategy around that, built around that. Yeah, one of the things. Uh, I went to the National Standards Association in, in Kildare uh, on the back of, uh, I should be on a steering committee just to influence mm. and Ireland wasn't signed up to the protocols, you know, oh, like right. <laughs> that's a huge hole in the ship straight away yeah. because part of why industry isn't adopting this is, is there's no lack, there's a lack of standards here, you know, and, yeah. and we go back to, I remember the day when you had to upload a font each time you wanted to print it to the printer, you know. Yeah. There was no standards pre, we take for granted PostScript uh, is on sure. every laser eye or that wasn't the case. So yeah. so we're at that part of the industry and uh, as I say, only last night I was talking to my, my mentor and Michael Barnum and he was saying it is five to seven years away. Yeah. If, if, if people can realise that, that it's not got a flash in the pan, this is... Uh, going to gain momentum mm -hmm. like as i said it's funny because when i look at uh the internet and it's founded i remember them days you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and we look back to here when we'd be sitting with all men rubbing their chins in 20 years time going ah you remember when immersive was yeah. you know what i mean and yeah. then yeah we can't imagine that yeah world. and and it's it's not only in in immersive technologies, there's cloud computing, edge computing, there's AI, blockchain, and all these, uh, which are new frontiers. And, yeah. and the technology curve isn't going to slow down. It'll just get faster and faster because yeah. as technology empowers science and all the other yeah. fraternities. You know, yeah, yeah. They fact. kind of grow off each other. and Yeah, yeah. certainly. I, I think one of the, one of the things in, in AI is uh, the... Materials. There's new material. Graphene. Graphene yeah. is only discovered in 2004 in Manchester University. Like nobody understands how powerful that is, and that'll be pervasive in all our, yeah, uh, every part of our lives. You know. So, what? Which industries do you think will be the most transformed by virtual uh, or augmented reality? I'll answer that in two parts. Sure. Virtual. The biggest disruption coming down the tracks I see is education. Uh, the education model that we use at the moment is Victorian. Mm -hmm. It is uh, now the social aspect of going to college is great, mm -hmm. but learning is totally different. My crew outside of have uh, definitely master's level education from YouTube and GitHub. And yeah. uh, that's that's how it's learned nowadays. Yeah. So, so that's going to have a huge impact. But... Like when you look out further into the field, our area of expertise is around Internet of Things and connecting data to visualizations and stuff like that. And uh, manufacturing is actually, we call it prehistoric, it still relies on so much. Like I hear digital transformation thrown around, nobody's on top of it. Mm. Clients come to me and go outside. And say, oh, we need to catch up. And with who? I go with who? And yeah. We deal with Siemens, and Siemens are saying the same thing. Yeah, but you so, can see the potential there. That if you, it's yeah. mind numbing. Yeah, it is absolutely mind numbing. But until 
the influencers in the market, the likes of the, the big consultants, and they're making money hand over fist, giving out mediocre advice. One, one of my examples is we, we were asked by a client came and he wanted a certain technology, and I went, great, you're spending how much? Yeah, that's great. So I came up here, and when I said, the guys want this, my lads laughed. I said, Geez, that's old school, you know. So the solution we came up with was new school. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I wasn't even on top of it, but the guys saw a different light altogether. Mm. But there's still plenty of people handing out bad advice. Because yeah. in technology, to be an expert, you have to be ahead in the book. Yeah. Just be a quicker reader. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's how it's run. And there's so many blaggers out there. And I hate to see people wasting money. Mm. I know there's people out there. I met a guy that's now lecturing on the circuit in, 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 in the AR, VR space. And I remember the first day I saw him, he, he hadn't even the, the, the piece of hardware initialized. And he showed it to me. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not new. I saw yeah. that in the 1990s in, in Silicon Alley. Yeah. and mobile and stuff you just have to have a chance your arm now yeah. that's not the way we run it because yeah. we're trying to build a reputation as mm. being knowledge and domain experts and deep knowledge is what you need yeah. if you if you get that deep knowledge and learn and learn as i say user interface is a whole new world that that's opening up and, and good ux people get and ui people get demand large fees because it's 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 an art it's it's, yeah. it's a design aspect and stuff yeah. like that so so uh so education and industry are going to be transformed by augmented reality and then what do you see oh virtual you see virtual virtual so there that's that's the virtual kind of side of things yeah the augmented would be more influenced by uh and augmented is still further out there because the it works out as it's all about the ratio of throughput to the graphic card right that's what it boils down to yeah so the augmented stuff and again the complexities involved you can control it all in the virtual world when you start adding the live word been fed in by camera mm. that's more complications yeah but augmented will with computer vision and ai become more and more pervasive in our in our whole uh livelihoods of john q public right. you know the the, the There'll be digital fridges. And actually, I was in Shenzhen last year and they have these digital fridges. And, and the guy I was talking to who was knowledgeable in the hardware field says, there's warehouses, of these see-through glass doors, which are LCD screens. And they send you the fridge, what's in your calories and all this sort of stuff. Wow. And uh, yeah, and those guys are two, three years ahead in consumer products. Yeah, yeah. Are, you know? yeah. And then it's, it's again, fintech. China are they use WeChat, which is WhatsApp, hmm. uh, for payments. If yeah. you were to see a busker in the street, you pay him with a WeChat app. Wow. Yeah, and 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 it, the, I think ten cents. Their big computer company. It's set to eclipse Apple and Google in the next six years, just on the domestic Chinese wow. market as consumerism and spending power rises sure, among yeah. the Chinese. So That's so yeah, like. Blockchain is another yeah. going to be really, really important. And at the moment, these are all fashions and trends. And if you look at Gartner, do a survey on, on upcoming trends and future tech and stuff like that. Like there's there's a pattern for all these yeah. things before they come mainstream. But yeah. in immersive technologies, we're not even the in the 0.5% of the market yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like think of mobile phones. Yeah, that's something we can all relate to. Yeah, you know? so we're on the kind of thirty-two ten. Yeah, <laughs> not even. Yeah, uh, not even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're on beepers. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. And I think it's interesting what you're talking about, where like we've, we've sort of been sold an idea, where, but the technology isn't really there yet for that idea. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. It's Too like CSI. Yeah. Like I really liked the idea of uh, Google Glass. I thought it was such a cool idea, but it just fell flat on its face. But then. What did it? You hear about it's now still being sold in, and used in industry. So can I just say uh, I think Google are no more than I mentioned Microsoft are on top of the game with software. Yeah. The Google Glass was just a precursor. You think so? And well, they were working on on their upper their their software system is Operation Tango and stuff like that. And I think last year the big plays was for AR Kit mm. in in Apple and Macintosh and AR Core. In Android yeah. and uh, AR core is going to be massive. You think that that's the next big thing? Well, if you just looked at CES last month, yeah, uh, AR core featured strongly in across the place, yeah. and on the back of Android is going to be running everything. You know, yeah. It, yeah. it's coming through. I don't know. I just recently bought. We have to have pretty much state of the art tablets. And stuff like that. And I bought an amazing tablet that's a Chromebook and it mm-hmm. ticks all the boxes. And that's all integrated into your, uh, actually, uh, the Google suite went up a couple of dollars too this week too, <laughs> you know, and they just own us. Yeah. You know, they do own us. Yeah. Yeah, Geoffrey, I think we're almost out of time, but um, thanks very much for chatting to us. It was really, no really problem. interesting. Um, and I'm sure we'll be down again. Can you let us know uh, where we can find out more about you? Are you, are you on social media or anything? <laughs> I'm a dinosaur, but uh, I, the guys are on Instagram, Facebook, social media. LinkedIn is my preferred platform, but sure. uh, I know Snapchat we do have. But Mercers.ie is is a hub we use, and actually we're we're in the midst of porting that over to to a .io. So yeah, and you've got uh, you got a blog on there as well, don't you? And the the, 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 the blog tends to get the heels dragged on it, but right. the, the the Twitter is uh, Mercers Tech. And that's a good stream. I even have been known to tweet once or once. <laughs> so, 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 but uh, no, uh, it's funny because we were recently talking about uh, communications. I like email. Mm. Uh, the guys are on Slack and on this and yeah. Trello and all that. But uh, I guess every generation, they yeah. started with letters too. Once yeah, while. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you stick to what you know, I guess. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thanks for a lot, lads. Thank you. That was Geoffrey Allen of Mercer's Technologies. Thanks for listening to the 3D Meetup podcast. If you have any suggestions for how we can improve the show or recommendations for future guests, please get in touch at 3dmeetupdublin at gmail.com. Join us on meetup.com, follow us on social media, and check out our website, 3dmeetupdublin.ie. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll see you at the next meetup.